Welcome everybody to the show. Tonight we're talking about Star Wars Obi-Wan Kenobi that aired on Disney+. Plus. The finale dropped into much nervous anticipation to every single Star Wars fan out there. Uh, the series as a whole has, has been pretty good and pretty yeeb Star Wars. Um, you have fans who think this is some of the best Star Wars they've ever seen in their entire life, and you have some other fans who think otherwise. Getting right into it, we've got our own Dodd Chris with us. That's right, burying many things in the sand. So many things buried in the sand. So many things. Alberu is just like, hey, what the hell is all this out of here? Now stop burying stuff out of here in my yard. Get out of here. God damn it. Another freaking lightsaber. <laughs> Another lightsaber. No wonder That's we the can't, fourth one this week. No wonder we can't grow anything. <laughs> we've got the busiest man in showbiz, TV's Casey. You think I'm bad? You should see this <laughs> spoiler alert huge spoiler alert you see the title of the video spoiler alert as we go uh in here so i understand the notion of people not wanting nitpick because it brings up bad fifis right it brings up bad no. feelings okay it's like no don't point things out that make this not so good yeah. i'd like this thing to feel good when you nitpick i feel not so good people are like stop nitpicking you're making me wanna, realize this is not wanna, so good stop it i want i want to enjoy it but at some point i got to recognize its faults too yeah with, with Star Wars having such a rich history with the expanded universe, it's like Marvel Comics. Like, I'll call out anytime something's out of character because, like, I've been reading this for 30 years. I know how things are supposed to be. I know what makes sense and what doesn't. I know the histories of these characters. I would give the season finale a 6 out of 10. Um, I'm deducting it points for, for a couple different things. Uh, I don't think... It's bad Star Wars. I think there are some beats that were not that great. And there is some stuff that was the best Star Wars that we've ever seen. It's absolutely incredible. So why not a 9 out of 10 or a 10 out of 10? Well, uh, I'm deducting points for lack of creativities, you know, story beats that were bitten off straight and straight from, you know, Dave Filoni's Rebels. And I know Star Wars does cannibalize itself. Star Wars does borrow from itself. But to rip off, like, big moments and we're going to talk about what those are as we go into this i was not bored throughout it but i think there were some parts where uh deborah chow as a director could have trimmed the fat and i think there is some weird production things. as someone who professionally works in production with cameras with editing i think there are a lot of missteps here i think if certain people, certain writers and directors aren't being watched over and given the okay by Dave Floating and um, Don Favreau, then we get what, in my opinion, is mediocre Star Wars. And I agree with uh, with Noble Armo in the chat. It was very <laughs> mediocre for me. I agree. I, I It was mediocre for me as well. I don't hate it. Um, I don't hate a Lucasfilm. I don't hate on Disney. I think it was mediocre. We'll see what uh, Chris thinks. I think there were some really good things in here, too. We had uh, Ewan McGregor and Hayden Christensen really going at it. I, I like that they brought him back and they made use of him here because I think uh, you know the end battle that we got here was Hayden Christensen because how Vader was moving. I don't really care for the shaky cam. I don't know what's going on here. And I'm someone who suffers from motion sickness when it's airplane travel and it's long trips and the shaky cam was so crazy, Chris, <laughs> during the Vader and Obi-Wan fight. Because people were just like, oh, it's a stylish choice. It's fine. I was actually motion sick. I actually got sick watching Obi-Wan versus Vader. I'm just like, the shaky cam is that? It's making me sick. I'm not doing this to myself. First of all, I was upset that it happened again. Like, of course it was going to happen again. I don't think it was necessary. But, like, once I got over that, it's a dope-ass fight. Like, Great. 
They're they're throwing stuff at each other using the force. They're going all out at each other. It's a great lightsaber fight. Um, it shows once again how Darth Vader is trying to be just like a friggin' concrete brick and uh, just going <laughs> at it. And Obi Wan is just knows how to. He knows he can't overpower him, and he outsmarts him by taking out the electronics. Um, it's it's a great fight. It is. I think completely unnecessary. Of course, that was going to happen in the climax of the show, but uh, but it was fun. Uh, uh, again, the whole thing takes place in what's clearly the volume. <laughs> I, I'm 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 over it. Um, like, show me something fun. Um, show me show me some wide shots. Uh, let's see you guys actually run around and jump off stuff and the, not just go at each other. Whatever. Okay. I'm 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 done with that. Um but it was cool. Again, uh Obi-Wan goes Super Saiyan. Awesome. Didn't see that coming. Do I think there's anything in the later movies that actually warrant him going that powerful? No. But whatever, it made for a really cool moment. It was a really cool fight. Anyone watching this thing was blown away. I think everyone across the world who loves Star Wars, who tuned into the show, who maybe even didn't Care too much for Star Wars, you're just like, okay, I get it now. This is really cool. <laughs> this is a sick fight scene. Uh, Deborah Chow, what's with these like top down drone shots? What do you, uh, I, you don't have to make Star Wars say it's, it's two space wizards with laser swords. Y- you don't need to Michael bathe this scene. You don't need to give us like crazy angles and top down views where you're, counterclockwise turning the camera, which Michael Bay does in a shot like the infamous Pearl Harbor scene where the bomb is being dropped from the plane and the bomb is turning clockwise and the camera is turning counterclockwise. He does it again in Transformers. Whoever is in production who made this call, let me not just say Deborah Chow, who made this call of like, okay, this looks exciting. This looks sexy. This this is going to amp up Star Wars. No, the two space wizards with the laser swords are going to amp us up. It's like when Michael Bay was like, let's put flames in Optimus Prime so kids will think he's cool. He's a talking, gigantic <laughs> ro- He literally said this. He's a talking, gigantic robot, Optimus Prime. You don't need to put flames on him so kids think he's real. Stop it. Anyway, so I think they're trying to make it sexy by like having these different angles these top-down views, these what look like drone shots. As, as Again, someone who like literally professionally uses a camera and edits, it's so jarring to me. It's like someone who works as a chef and you go to a restaurant that, that your friend is now a snob. You can't go anywhere. I have a friend, I have a cousin who's a chef and I have a friend who's, who's, who's a chef. And everywhere we go, I'm just like, all right, chef, how's the food? And it's like, oh, the sauce could be a bit better. You know, <laughs> this could be more. I'm like, okay, okay. I love it though because you get a different perspective of, and you know, because sometimes they're like, oh, the cook on this could be a bit better. So forgive me for, for, for being a, a production snob but stuff like this like stands out to me like a chef who's who's going to a restaurant that you recommend and they're tasting the sauce and they're tasting the food and they know it's a bit off because that's what they do professionally anyway mm-hmm. um it looked like when obi-wan was pelting the rocks at vader the rocks were just like dusting over him because like vader was like yep. kind of stopping it with the force at one point i expected to like vader be like all right all right uncle uncle okay okay stop, it did stop. feel like a snowball fight but with rocks it did. <laughs> yeah, that's a good way to, <laughs> yes that's yeah because i didn't feel like there were rocks i got the feeling they were just like getting like made into like powder because like you know you're flooring yep. him at vader so he's gonna block it with like a force shield but yeah it did like a snowball fight but yeah with sure logs. let's go with that force shield yeah that's, <laughs> that's a good way to put that i like that i'm probably in the six or seven band camp i think my problem with the whole thing was kind of the lack of stakes 
Um, I was hoping they'd do something more interesting with, with Reva overall. I, they didn't really, like, literally by the end, I was like, so what was, why did she have to be in this? Like, her backstory was more interesting than her current story. Um, so, and that's, I, I think that's a, that's a problem. Like, I I agree with you that some of, you know, the that final fight between uh, Obi-Wan and Vader was good. Uh, again, the stakes are kind of negligible. Um, I'm also, I'm, I, I think I said it last week. I feel like they're like, we're getting volume fatigue. Um, and I think part of the problem that the shaky cam didn't work is that it felt everything, that whole fight felt very constrained um, for the most part. So it wasn't like, they were, you know, you were following a character running down a street or something like that. They were in a very tight proximity, which, you know, I, again, the volume is a really freaking cool thing. But like, OK, cool. We just had another barren planet with a couple of rocks on it that they could just throw each other through. Like, again, like, I don't know. It was. Yeah. Uh, overall. I do. I think I would recommend the series. It was fun. There was a lot of good Star Wars stuff in it. I don't think it was groundbreaking. Star Wars is a fantasy. It's a space fantasy. To call it science fiction is technically true, but it's really science fantasy. Part of that, why it's so endearing to people over the years is because everything you're looking at is real. All those backgrounds, big paintings. All those ships, models that are zoomed in way too close. It's real stuff. It's real. All of it. Just give me that. I want to return to form to the classics. It's not outside the realm of the possibility. Don't let real effects, things you can touch, disappear. The Tom Savinis of the world, they're, they're a dying breed. Horror, don't make horror movies the last vestige for, for practical effects and blood spatter and, and things like that. It doesn't have to be. Star Wars is built on this. The reason that a movie made in 1977 or 1980 looks so good is because it's all real sh- that's all I want out of this. So if you're giving me more Star Wars in any capacity, just make it look more real. Make it more down to earth. Make me believe in the world that I'm living in. Make the galaxy feel like a real place that you can visit and touch and not just a f-ing merchandising opportunity like Galactic Star Cruiser or the trading post that is in a weird, awkward place between episodes eight and nine canonically. <laughs> I, don't f-ing, I don't know. What do I give Obi-Wan? A seven out of ten. Why? I like the character moments. It's got great action. Does it miss the mark in a lot of ways? Sure. But Star Wars isn't perfect, and this show doesn't have to be. I don't think it really moved the needle for me on any of these characters. I'm in the probably 6 to 7 out of 10 ballpark. Um, Overall, positive. I think I would recommend it to anyone that likes Star Wars, because it gives more Star Wars, but it didn't like ruin things. Like Definitely not the Book of Boba Fett. Way better than that. Is it as good as Mandalorian? No, that's my camp. I agree. Is it as good as Mando? No. Is it, is it as good as the Book of Bubble Fit Mandalorian episode? <laughs> no. <laughs> I think that's some some really peak Star Wars we're getting with this modern era of, of Lucasfilm. Yeah. Because again, like John Favreau and Dave Filoni are just like two guys who are huge Star Wars nerds. Like they get along very well. Like I recall back to Star Wars Celebration with them sitting on stage talking about the Mandalorian before we even saw it and then just geeking out. And they were talking for so long long before they even brought 
out the main actors because you know what like guys if you don't go to any conventions and stuff like that even if you watch like panels you, you bring out the actors pretty early because that's kind of who people want to see yes i mean you know some people like us like myself you know like the behind the scenes people but like the directors and writers stuff like that and john favreau and dave filoni are huge names but they were just geeking out on stage just about star wars and their, and their love for it and, and where it was and you see that passion in the mandalorian you know and uh, in me personally, my opinion, you don't, you see some passion here. I don't want to say there is not. Ewan McGregor and Chris, you agree that brings brings a lot to this show, right? Oh, a thousand percent. Absolutely phenomenal performance. And honestly, Hayden Christensen did exactly what Hayden Christensen was supposed to do in this, which was great. Um, he brought his energy to it. It's a different vibe of Vader. Um, I feel like it's weird that this is... 10 years at like the way he behaves in this i feel like it's weird that it's 10 years after rise of um what sorry Reve- god revenge of the seth yeah revenge i'm seth, yeah. on here revenge of seth. Uh, like i feel like he still feels kind of juvenile in some of his choices where he wants to go after kenobi and ditches the greater the greater plan um and i'm like really like 10 years into this that's like that's your plan right now um like I feel like the Vader from A New Hope, which only happened, which takes place, uh, I believe, like five years, pretty much like five years, five five to seven years after um, we see them here, he's much more like common in a much more like you know general or like a better a, a military minded person. Um, but I think this is a this was a much more impulsive version of. Darth Vader, which is really what's all what's the crux of Anakin Skywalker. So like, um, I kind of wish the show took place like five years, like halfway between there. Um, and the way that, you know, Vader was behaving, I was like, really 10 years after you're still just going to get pissed. And go after <laughs> like, I feel like he would have like mellowed out a bit. Like yeah. you've been in this robot suit, but you're, you're still pissed about being in a robot suit. But like after 10 years, are you really that pissed about being in the robot suit? So again, it didn't, I don't think it did anything groundbreaking. I've seen no. that that sentiment echoed like throughout like the, the geeko nerdosphere, right? You see people like doing their shows and they're, and they're talking about their podcast. Even, you know, like, like, you know, like some of the big, like uh, major trades are doing their panel shows and they're talking about how it was serviceable. It was fine. Some people are like, you know, they didn't break any ground. And as I'm hearing all this stuff, I'm just like, damn, that, that, that sounds kind of sad for Star Wars because, you know, like grew I grew up on Star Wars, you know, like uh, for Father's Day, you know, my, my dad and I were watching some episodes <laughs> like he started it. It was so funny to hear his critique and the biggest thing. It was so <laughs> I loved it. He was like, yo, why did they make Obi-Wan a sissy? <laughs> Like he's he's like this is Obi Wan <laughs> Kenobi. We know he's a bad man. Like what are we doing here? And he brought and he brought up a good point too of if Obi Wan was to hide Leia and Luke from Vader rightfully. So you know what mm-hmm. I mean. Um and 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 Yoda agreed like yeah he can't know about these kids. He's going to turn them to the dark side. He's going to corrupt them. We're going to have more of these terrible people in the world who think that only one person should rule over everybody and impact what they want the Empire. You know. 
world. Like you don't want the empire everywhere. You don't want their rule everywhere. I mean, look what they're doing to planets. And I th- and I think there are certain things you do see here, like like the like, like the mining planet where you had uh, that great scene where uh, you know the voice of Zach Braff is playing that naked morad type thing where you know <laughs> oh there used to be you know a bunch of farms and things here, but the empire came through and did mm-hmm. certain things to for their operation right to mine certain like materials there. And so because the empire deemed it necessary, like all right, well these farms don't exist. It's just straight up production or refining send send things to like the main parts of the empire where we're building ships we're building blank we're building all kinds of stuff and it's just like damn look what they're doing so um yeah so my dad was saying like you know if if someone was to come for luke like it doesn't make any sense he would cut himself off from the force because how would he defend Luke, right? Like, let's say someone really, like, found out about Luke and, mm-hmm. like, was blasting down to the planet and Obi-Wan sensed, like, their malice and their hate, you know, and he cut himself off of the force. Like, when he when he runs over to to Owen and Baru, it's like, what can you do? They'll be like, like Obi-Wan, oh, so, so I'm so glad you're here. And he's just like, uh... Yeah, get, 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 get me a gun. <laughs> Owen would be like, what the hell? You're a Jedi. What do you mean give you a gun? Yo, like, this person, they're coming now. What are you doing? <laughs> like, use your, use, your, use your force thing. Use your space wizardry. And everyone's like, I, I cut myself off from the force. But also, I'm trying to talk to Qui-Gon Jinn, so it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it almost sounds like, it almost sounds like yeah. the writers from like Rick and Morty. Are, are, are on this show. It's just like, oh, he's got to cut himself off from the force or whatever. Yeah, but he's also trying to talk to Qui-Gon Jinn. Okay, whatever. Yes, he's trying to talk to Qui-Gon Jinn, but he also cut himself off from the force so he won't be found out. But he still wants to talk to his old master. Uh, but also, uh, there's there's this new character, Reva. Yeah, she's here. <laughs> it sounds like a Rick and Morty yeah. episode. <laughs> like, what? Yeah, so, 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 my, so my dad was just like, yeah, so how would he defend Luke if he's not keeping up with his skills? It makes no sense. And I was just like, well... Devil's Advocate, you know, and I was just like, all right, what if, you know, an Inquisitor, you know, and he didn't watch the animated stuff. He's like, oh, that's that's for children, you know, whatever. I'm the, I'm an OG, like, you know, yeah. I want to see the original trilogy. So he was just like, okay, uh, and I was like, I was like, okay, well, listen to this. What if an Inquisitor comes through, a person who is solely made just to hunt down and kill Jedi? The Emperor can't have mm-hmm. anyone who's force sensitive, who can possibly rise up against them, be alive. Yeah. And he was just like, okay, but think about tattooing is in is an entire planet. Okay. Think about if someone were to stumble upon that area in which Luke is living, that's way too close. Obi-Wan has to act. Obi-Wan has to spring up and take out that or whoever that is, right? So again, him cutting us off of the force of any sense, I was like, damn it, that actually is a good <laughs> is a good Yeah. That is, that is a good thing to point out. Um, so the whole plot point of Obi-Wan cutting himself in the force, uh, okay, yeah, minus points for that. Um, yeah, I don't think, I don't think it, 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 I honestly don't think it mattered that much, uh, except for him getting his ass kicked, uh, in, in episode three. And then, you know, by the end, he finally finishes all the side quests. So he's like a, a powerful <laughs> bastard, but yeah, I mean, I, I think that a lot of it as well, I think we've talked about this with a lot of these Disney plus shows is like the pacing, like that you did, they just dwell and take too much time like giving us a vibe and not just getting to the point because they have to spend six hours on it. Like uh, honestly, I just like I've said uh, with a lot of the other ones, this would have been a great two hour movie that would have been super tight. Yes, absolutely. Like it just nothing but the hits. Um, And then we wouldn't have had like what, like two finales, like the last episode felt like a finale. And then this one also had like a big moment. That was a finale, but um, yeah, you know, I'm, I get like why he cut him, cut himself off from the force. I like obviously it's because there are force sensitive people that might be able to detect him. 
But it, yeah, again, looking for Qui-Gon, okay, you're still trying to do force things, but you're completely cut yourself off to the floor. Like, what are you doing, guy? He can't have it both ways. Cake and eating it too, it's not working out. And then by the end, he re- I guess he kind of realizes that. Yeah. Um, but but was that was there enough of that exploration to warrant them being at the beginning like, oh, he's completely cut himself off from the force? I don't think so. I, don't, I, don't I also think so didn't think it, I don't think it broke the show, but it is a, a weird point. Yeah. I feel like Charlie Day trying to solve Pepe Silva in, Pepe in this Silva, whole yeah. series. When you talk about Reva's story, right? So Youngling, Order 66 happens, gets stabbed by Anakin, lives, yep. and, lives and survives. She grows up to be an Inquisitor or gets stolen yep. to be an Inquisitor. Infiltrating Not- from the inside to get closer to Vader for revenge. So over the, the last uh, 10 years or so, she's been killing innocent people, cutting off a, a woman's hand that we see in this episode, uh, as, assumingly going after and killing other younglings and other force sensitive we're people. We're assuming that she's killed children. We're, we're, we're assuming that, that she has. Because, totally I mean, that. as an Inquisitor, that's literally her job. Her her whole existence is just to hunt down and kill force sensitive people and other Jedi. Um, yep. You know, because, like, the Emperor cannot have anything else, you know, dis- disrupt his empire. So uh, she's doing this in order to get back at Anakin for killing her friends who are younglings. So she kills innocent people and supposedly going to do that. Also, she blames Obi-Wan Kenobi because since she was a youngling, she knew that Anakin was his Padawan and Obi-Wan right. was in charge of him. So she also blames Obi-Wan for that. So she wants to hunt down Obi-Wan. She's so adamant to get Obi-Wan in front of Vader so that Vader can then kill Obi-Wan and then she can kill Vader. Very unclear. Minor inconvenience. Don't even think about it. Story, story points. Whatever. She um, wants to use Obi-Wan as bait to draw Vader out and get him alone so that she could then kill Vader. It's a very complicated plan. Yeah, it's it's complicated. And it relies it's, it's on it's complicated and complicated, but, so much. but it's 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 not even done yet. She gets stabbed by Vader a second time after not really taking the opportunity that Obi-Wan gave her by yeah. attacking him while he was pulling down a ship. He attempts to kill her as a child and thinks that she's dead. The Inquisitors pull her out of the gutter and they make her one of them. Vader's dialogue implies that he knew all along what she was up to. For years, he's known. That this is the same girl that I stabbed in the tummy, like before I I got cooked myself. So he's waiting for her to make a move, right? She turns against him, and he absolutely makes her look like a clown shoe. Going up, he doesn't even draw his sword. He's like, "Fuck this!" That was I'll, actually cool. That was actually. I'll amazing. fight you with that. Yeah. That was great. Yeah. The the saber fights in this awesome then he stabs her in the same way she has no more use to him he is she has drawn a blade to her master failed you die he should have killed her right there not stabbed her in the same way again and just leave her to die just kill her right there and what's worse than vader not confirming the kill reva not confirming the kill on the grand inquisitor because she stabs him in the same way that she herself was stabbed and survived. (laughs) And worst of all, and this drives me crazy, Obi-Wan does not kill Darth Vader. I know why, because we know what happens later. Vader is defeated. His breathing apparatus is crushed. His mask is damaged. Obi-Wan has just come to the conclusion that whatever this fucking space wizard robot is standing before him killed his best friend. By rights... He should have no remorse to kill this defeated enemy. And yet he walks away anyway. <laughs> I I can't believe it. It's why I think Vader shouldn't have lost. 
Uh, it makes him look weak. I agree. And there's no justification for Obi-Wan not taking it to him. Exactly. Especially that, you know, they show us and they tell us that through Obi-Wan that he confirms that that Anakin is truly dead. So why would yeah. he leave such a dangerous Sith Lord alive? This fucking lunatic. It makes this... zero sense. Because like he truly sees that Anakin is dead. Vader is now alive. A Sith Lord. Yeah. And, and Leia and Luke are really in danger now that he's confirmed it himself. Why would he it's, leave that person, bananas. this thing, this this half, yeah. half, half, you know, this Terminator alive to potentially go after Leia, to, to go after Luke? Because he knows through the dark side, he, he he would get their hands on him and turn them, if not kill his own children. Like there's like and he's a lock card, and that's the fucking craziest thing is that in A New Hope, he does get his hands on Leia, <laughs> and he tortures her. The Doctor Ball, the yeah. evil medical droid, like it, come the. Oh, like, dude! Like they, they inadvertently made Obi Wan like the greatest villain in all of Stars because because well, because of Obi Wan, Alderaan is dead. That's Alder been the case regardless of this show. I mean, even more now they confirmed it. Yeah, I mean, they, they, they literally now, yeah. show us that billions of people are dead because of Obi Wan. He didn't yeah. stop Vader. And at this point, Alderaan is still alive. There are people there, and there are other planets, you know, in other places that you know the the. Um, uh, the, the the Death Star was was, was tested on hell. They tested on their own their own facility, their own city. Yeah, fuck them. Um, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, but because of that, Obi Wan's just crazy. like I was like, well, my friend is truly dead. Gonna walk away now. La 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 la. It's like what? Yeah, good, and and then, luck, and then and then, even, and then even worse, like even worse. Uh, uh, before that fight was even done, Vader covered Obi Wan with rocks, and Obi Wan is holding it up with the Force. Remember in in a in a movie called Star Wars, you know, yeah. a, a New Hope where. Uh, Darth Vader was like a, a presence I haven't felt since, and then he geolocates Obi Wan, yeah. <laughs> and he faces him. You mean to tell me Darth Vader, for as powerful as he is, his badass motherfucker doesn't know that right below him, while he has a high ground, that Obi Wan is not using the Force to keep himself alive? And uh, let me not even not even that. And Vader, he Vader just walks away. He knows he's not dead. You know why? Because he didn't feel it through the Force. Yep. <laughs> you fucking. <laughs> Force-sensitive people know when people die. It's just, he was, they were millions of miles away from Alderaan, and he felt an incredible loss of life that nearly drove him to his knees. Like, you feel death. The Force, it it binds us. It penetrates us. It surrounds everything, okay? You feel stuff. You know, okay? You don't have to see it with your eyes. You feel it inside you. You shouldn't be able to surprise these fucking people. Dude. Like, oh, this motherfucker's still alive? Oh, I, you know, I guess I didn't feel him die. That makes a lot of sense. I just... But, uh, Chris, we get a really cool moment, right? Obi-Wan does this downward, like, slice move, and he hits Vader's mask open. Yeah. Every, I, I've been seeing reactions from all over the net. People are just like, what an incredible move. Wait a minute. Didn't we have this moment already in Star Wars? And yes, I hear everybody yeah. with Star Wars like does it all the time. I know Star Wars bites its own content, but such a pivotal scene, such a grandiose moment in Rebels when Ahsoka Tano does that and it reveals yeah. Anakin underneath and they have this little back and forth and she's like, oh my God, there's Anakin. You know, to me, and Chris, I want to get your opinion on this. To me, when I saw it, mm -hmm. like it looked very cool live action. I'll give them that. It looks very cool live action, but for them to plan this out, to have this story beat, to literally bite off of Filoni, I don't know if Filoni okayed it, if he knew about it, or he was like, sure, it's a, it's, it's an honor to have this in live action. 
Um, I don't think we'll ever get word on him for it, but uh, shout out to the production team. It looked sick as hell. It looked absolute sauce. It was it was dope. Like seeing Anakin under there, seeing Hayden Christensen in makeup with a broken Vader mask, and seeing Obi-Wan crying at what Anakin has become, this youngling, this Padawan, this someone he loved as a brother, you know, and who he was his apprentice. You know, I, I, like it, he he has failed him again. You know, I mean, we, we got it back in the day where he's like, I failed you, Anakin. I failed you. And you felt the heartbreak there and you feel the heartbreak here again, especially when he says you didn't kill Anakin. I did. And I was like, oh, man, shout outs to whoever wrote that. Okay, give that person a raise, all right? Whoever wrote that, give that person a raise. I thought that was pretty dope. Um, and, and the whole back and forth with like James Earl Jones, Vader voice and Hayden's voice. Oh, come on. I mean, Obi-Wan like punched yeah. his voice box. Oh, Amazing. That was a good that was a good oh, choice. I mwah, chef's kiss. It's emotional manipulation of, of moments that we've seen before. Um <laughs> so like yeah, uh, like again, I, I was not super stoked that they met up again, but whatever for the moment, it was great. But like, you know, him saying you didn't kill Anakin, I uh, I killed Anakin. Like are they trying to justify the fact that Ben or that Obi-Wan tells Luke that Darth Vader killed his <laughs> killed his father from a certain point of view yes vader's point of view that's how he sees it um it felt like a a weak justification for uh, like if that moment hadn't happened i think that this would have hit way harder um it felt like a lazy attempt at recreating the rogue one magic of like people are like well how could there be one weakness of the the death star well we're going to tell you that we're going to build an entire movie around the fact that this was an intentional moment so there's this backstory that actually builds and makes that actually more powerful do we think that this line where this is how vader sees things do we think that that actually makes it more powerful i personally don't um again it's a a cool moment if they were again if they're gonna have this meeting like they should have this back and forth now that again obi-wan is is up to full strength again and actually probably more powerful than he was before but um yeah that's fine i i again i feel like because we saw something like this in rebels like that moment was even more heartbreaking because that was the first time Ahsoka was seeing Anakin like that. This is not the first time Obi-Wan is seeing Anakin like that. Good they point. had a fight not long ago, two, three episodes ago. <laughs> so uh, again, it, would it have been better if it was a tighter two hour movie where this is the only, this is the first time they meet up or something like, like that? this would have hit heavier when you see online the rumors that you know the the, the writers were either rushed or they're not star wars fans know. or hard to do a job it's like you you hear rumors you're like no that can't be it like there's no way lucasfilm you know would okay people like that to work in such a big big property like this and of course you know they have to be some sort of star wars fans to want to work on a project like this but then when you see inconsistencies and things like that it's like wait a minute do you not understand how the force works how darth vader works how Obi -Wan that's not works? how the force that's not how the force works i do love that they they kept the restraint of not having Darth Vader say, I have the high ground. I like that. I, I like that. They, God, oh. I, was, I was waiting for it. I'm like, I was scared, people, dude. Dude, I was, I was literally, I was 
scared. I was leaning forward. I was like, please don't. Oh, no. Don't these people, it. they would do it with me. They don't know how this whole thing works. And here, some people are saying it with just, hey, this was a cool moment. That was a cool moment. Another cool moment. I gave it a 9 or a 10 out of 10. It's just like, yeah, but let's look, let's look at the story. Let's look at how yeah. we got here. You know what I mean? Because Star Wars is about story. Like, come on. I mean, this crazy kid named George Lucas thought of this wacko idea <laughs> influenced by Westerns, by, by Samurai movies, you know, mm-hmm. by, you know, things like Doom. And he was like, wow. I love all that stuff. What if I thought of this like grand space adventure? And then it was just weird thing where people were like, well, this is kind of, this is weird and wacky. The extras were known to make fun of it out loud. They're like, isn't this weird what we're doing here? And then it exploded. It became what it became. So I don't know, man. Like, like a lot of people are excusing the the, the, the writing and the story here and some of the, the production. There's great character moments. Every, all the dynamics between Obi-Wan and Leia are fucking great. Um, I really like all the characters. I like the little perspectives, like Kumail's fake Jedi. I think that's cool. That's so cool. But it's like also there's dumb. a bunch of like little. It's very dumb. Oh, I mean, it's totally suicidal. Like you'd have to be insane to pretend to be a Jedi. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I'm just like. Well, when I was watching that, I like I liked Kumail Nanjiani, and I li- and I liked the concept of what he was doing. It was hilarious. Totally, yeah. But I was just like, isn't this a time where there are literal there are space wizards hunting down and killing and murdering other space right. wizards? Why would you pretend to be a space wizard yeah, when there are, when there are hit squads, there are death squads coming to eliminate and fucking murder other space yeah. wizards? Yeah, but but even so, I think it's like a cool little thing to see. You know that that is that, is that, the, will... is that the problem though? And isn't that like the problem with like Lucasfilm? What? They're like, this is cool. Oh, this this is cool. So the fans will like it, but conceptually, ah, oh, kind of make sense. It's like, hey, we're gonna have Camille Gianni have a comedy thing. He's controlling some of the magnets. But in the world of Star Wars, uh, it's kind of suicide to be a thing. But it's yeah. cool, so the fans will love it. Isn't that is that the problem with the current Lucasfilm? I mean, I get you know, I guess, but also it's like he's literally working in an underground railroad that's f- saving force sensitive children. So like, there is some legitimacy for him to pretend to be a Jedi in order to save these kids. I don't know. It doesn't. It doesn't <laughs> really matter. I don't think it. It's. It's so. I don't think it's such a stupid idea. That like it's completely unbelievable. Like, like I could believe that in times before the Jedi were exiled, that people would pretend to be Jedi to get like free shit and be like galactic, pretend to be a galactic peacekeeper. Like that's something I completely buy. They even do a bit in Clone Wars where Cad Bane pretends to be a Jedi to steal a force sensitive child. So if there's like a history to it in some regard, but. I like all those character beats. I think those are really worth it alone. So we all know that we're going to get Qui-Gon Jinn. We're, we're going to get uh, uh, Liam Neeson. Everyone kind of guessed it, especially that, you know, peppered throughout this whole series. Um, you know, they were hinting that, hey, we're going to get Qui-Gon Jinn at a certain point because Obi-Wan was commu- communing with him or trying to commune with him. And uh, to me, it, it, it felt so shoehorn. I'm sitting there watching the episode at 3 a.m., right? Also, I don't know what marketing department was just like, okay, let's release the episodes at midnight Western time, which is 3 a.m. Eastern and even worse <laughs> for like people in Europe because like, it comes out like midday or whatever. It's just like, wait, what? Like it's here? Oh, okay, I'm at work. Uh, anyway, <laughs> it's like not convenient for anyone. So we have the ending that, that we did, blah, everything happens. And then he kind of just stumbles onto Qui-Gon. I was like, what are you doing? You you stumble onto Qui-Gon Jin? <laughs> I'm like, bro. There was absolutely no setup. It, it, it wasn't played for any cinematic effect. And I my, my brain exploded when I watched. I'm not going to name this show. 
but there is a large audience geek entertainment show in which their panel was talking about that moment. And one of their panelists who is well-known check Mark stuff like that was like, Oh yeah. And they just, and and like, you know, they didn't spend too much time on it. They, they just did it. You know, they didn't like set it up and like, and that was great. You know, he didn't come at some pivotal moment. I'm like, my brain is broken. What? Yeah. You, why didn't you? Yeah. It was literally the perfect moment. Yeah. I literally thought when during the Vader fight, when he's like, fighting off the rocks and he's barely holding it on. I was like, cool. We've had this moment in a new hope when Luke is trying to, trying to use the computer to shoot the, uh, the (laughs) photon torpedo into the hole where Obi-Wan Kenobi comes out and like gives him the words of wisdom that he needs to do what he wants. Like, why are we not doing the same thing? It was the perfect setup. Not only that, but there is, there is, a whole theory out there, uh, intentional or not, people seem to be drawing correlations that all six of these episodes each corresponds with episodes one, two, three, four, five, and six through there. So, like, if there are direct moments that are supposed to be homages to that, like, why not just go all out and pick the moment that makes sense for this to actually happen? Oh, wow. That would have been a great, like, anime. I mean, if we're going all yeah. anime with throwing rocks and making earthquakes and, like... On oh, the ghost of your mentor showing up? Yeah, you know, to, like, classic. you know, like, help you, like, classic anime stuff. It would have been great. You know, you have, like, your music swell up, and it's like, what a crazy moment, and that would have been nuts. But uh, towards the end, they're just like, oh, hey, I didn't see you there. Hi, I'm Qui-Gon yeah. Jinn. And I'm like, are you f***ing kidding me? So here's what I'm thinking. So... Having Qui-Gon show, him, show show up to have him move the rocks, we've already established at the beginning of this fight that Obi-Wan has regained his strength. So having Qui-Gon show up essentially means nothing. Um, if Qui-Gon was the motivator <clears throat> for Obi-Wan to have regained his strength, that would have worked fine. But he's already done it on his own, so he doesn't need it. And, and that's fine. The Force is re- really the journey to become a Jedi. It, it comes from within. Like, yes, you have a master... And, and you have to be apprenticed for a while. But like the only person to really grow in the force, the only person who can do that is you. So that's fine. Um, Qui-Gon showing up at the end, though, kind of apparently this is a more contentious issue than I thought. So if you remember at the end of Revenge of the Sith, Yoda's like your old master I have been in contact with. C- commune with him. I will teach you how. Like. Okay, so we're just assume at the end of Revenge of the Sith, we're like, all right, Qui-Gon's the first dude to roll up as a Force ghost. Not counting ancient Sith or whatever, you know, Exar Kun, whatever, people trapped in, you know, tombs and holocrons, whatever. Yeah, we've seen ancient Force ghosts, fine. Qui-Gon's the first Jedi or Sith in, like, modern times to be able to manifest as a spirit in the Force, right? I, I assume that was a safe assumption after Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. Obi-Wan, go to Tatooine. You'll meet mm-hmm. Qui-Gon's Force Ghost, which is a thing that we can do now, by the way. Um, <laughs> and and you'll figure some shit out with, you know, you've got some time for the boy to grow up, whatever. Then in Clone Wars, right, while we do see Qui-Gon's ghost in the Mortis arc, that could just be some weird Mortis fuckery because there's a lot of crazy shit going on in that planet with literal manifestations of the light side and the dark side of the force as siblings. So I kind of wiggle that one out. There is a moment where we hear Qui-Gon's voice that says that, and he can't manifest fully because he was never fully trained to do so. So you have an establishing point in the cartoon. It's like, yeah, oh, it's the cartoon. Not everybody's seen it. Like, fine. That Qui-Gon is, during the Clone Wars, not able to do it. And it's like, can you really learn new skills when you're dead? Maybe. Um, 
So I don't know. He shows up at the end of the show where Obi-Wan has the the really great um, look that's on like that one action figure that they then moved into the comics, you know, with the goggles and the vest. And, yep. you know, he's, he's strapped with gear. A great one of Obi-Wan's best looks in, in the whole universe. And he rolls up and Qui-Gon just turns around. He folds his arms. And Neeson looks great, by the way. Yes. He looks great. Um, and he's like, oh, about time you showed up. Oh, it's like, here I am. Time to, you know. Uh, you weren't ready to see me. And fucking fine. You know, force ghosts work in mysterious ways. Luke didn't see, um, you know, Obi-Wan's ghost for three fucking years. The first time he sees Obi-Wan's ghost is when he's dying in the snow. That's three years after Obi-Wan's been dead. Yeah. I don't fucking know. Like, the force moves in mysterious ways. I think Jedi reaching out to you as a force ghost really only come to you in a time of great need. You know, it for and as what, much as I don't need as Obi-Wan almost dying because of Darth Vader. Yeah. You'd think, yeah, you'd think <laughs> so. So it's you not, so, it, so uh, that vehicle is not, it's not serving as his, his reason, but it's just like an enhancer, right? Like an anime moment, there would have been like, Oh, your old master, like, like comes through yeah. to like help you out. Like he's not the motivator. He's just like, you know, like the buff that you need to, to move certain thing. Um, right. so, so I, I personally, cause like, I really liked Qui-Gon Jinn. He was like, like one of my favorite characters, like Liam Nielsen, love him as an actor. Um, so he's one of the like in a vacuum. He's one of the greatest interpretations of a Jedi. Yes, or at least what we're supposed to think of one. Like oh, oh, ideally, dude, yeah. and I remember like uh, yeah. w- w- when I was younger, uh, you know, watching Episode One, especially you know, like no, like watching the OG uh, trilogy and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, this is the guy that trained Obi Wan. Okay, he must be a badass. Oh shit, he is a badass. He's he's wise. He's stoic. He's calm. He's a great leader, and he's strong. He's powerful. I always bring up the fact that like during the the, the Darth Maul fight, it was quite Gunjin for most of that. Like, Obi-Wan got kicked away for a good portion and it was just Qui-Gon battling him. Not only that, but when he first runs into Darth Maul, a train synthesis, trained by Darth fucking Sidious. Let's not, let's, let's not, let's not gloss over that thing. Trained by Sidious himself, yeah. okay? They hadn't seen a double-bladed lightsaber in a long fucking time. This alien creature, this Sith assassin, flips off of a speeder bike to Qui-Gon Jinn, and Qui-Gon is able to fucking sauce him up. Come on! Like, put some respect on my guy. Think about it. A Sith assassin trained by one of the most powerful Sith Lords in, in a millennia, in a long yeah. fucking time, gets sent to kill the fucking Jedi, and and he has, his, he has a saber, okay, and a double-bladed saber, and he's so proficient, and Qui-Gon Jinn's able to match him the first time, and then when Obi-Wan gets kicked away in the, in the second fight, when it's the three of them, Qui-Gon Jinn handles him with his double saber, I mean, I don't know how much like training as a master, you know, Qui Gon just had with double saber combat. I wouldn't think much because that time it was just like, whoa, holy shit, you know? Because even Lucas said it himself, you know, it's like it's something they hadn't really encountered before the time, which is why it's such a menacing thing because you can attack and defend at the same time. So you have Qui Gon Jinn battling him for the most part of that fucking fight, like such an incredible foe. So Qui Gon uh, puts some respect on his name, not spread all these. Him. All these Jedi have done is just oh, we're having a fun little duel. Look at us swinging around our swords. <laughs> hey, you know. Never know when you might need to defend yourself against another guy with a laser sword, even yeah. though we're literally the only people who for five thousand years have had laser swords. Exactly. Fucking, you're right. Yeah. He fucking jumps out of nowhere and he's like, "Get back!" And he's like, "I fucking got this. I got this. I Dude, fucking got this." And a- then he didn't. He didn't have it. Later, <laughs> yeah, he, 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 he didn't. He, have he, it. He, he didn't have it. But like, just just the fact that he was able to go up against like that 
type uh, of of weapon. But again, it's able to attack yeah. and defend at the same time. So while but while Qui Gon doing his best, he can't like he can't really do it. And that's why he he died in the end. And then Obi Wan like learning from his master, seeing okay, I'm seeing how this guy attacks. I'm seeing what he does because again, Qui Gon Jinn's taking most of the brunt of that fight. Okay, because yeah. he's such a badass, and Obi Wan was able to defeat him because he just saw what happened and how he has to move against this thing, against this weapon. That's why he blocks behind the back. That's why he blocks for it. That's why he's more in tune with, okay, I got to look at both sabers now in order to defeat this guy, okay? So for, for them to be like, oh, hey, Obi-Wan, uh, I didn't quite see there. Oh, you weren't ready to see. Come on, we got some stuff to do. I'm like, really? You just write him in like that? And I see, and I see, like, there's a lot of people on, on YouTube, Twitter, who's just like, well, let's just be happy that they just gave it to us. Liam Neeson didn't have to show up. They didn't have to do this. Let's just be happy. And I'm just like, I, bro, I'm happy yeah. that he's there, yes, but don't pull that shit where it's just like, don't be ungrateful that I, that, that I you know, it's like, I, I fucking hate that beggar's mentality of like, just be happy. They're giving a star. Just be happy. They give us a little moment. I want the moment done right. Yes, Star Wars has, has campy lines. There's a lot of like, like geeky stuff. There's a lot of like weird shit. Yes, they, they bought off their own style. Yeah, let's not forget this is a space movie for children. Yeah, but, it, but does that mean that we have to keep doing these same things? No. Does that mean that we can't improve? No, because I mean, to say what you want about The Last Jedi, it's, it's one of the most beautifully shot and made Star Wars movies. It's absolutely spectacular visually. I mean, Ryan Johnson and uh, and his cinematographer, they knew how to film that thing. They're like, you you can pause so many moments in that movie and they're paintings, they're stills. You know, and uh, you look at some stuff in the prequels, and there's some moments like that, but not that much. So you don't have to have a fucking curtain in a spaceship, Ryan Johnson, but it looks great. But it looks, it looks insane. It, <laughs> it looks great. So what I'm saying is that yes, things advance because I mean, look at the advancement in in stuff like that. What Ryan Johnson did, right? Like again, yeah, you don't have to have curtains. Yeah. You don't have to have certain things. Um, and and how Game of Thrones the lightsaber combat has become. They're fucking punching each other. Yeah, that's rad as fuck. Yeah. I saw Vader <laughs> fucking bop Obi Wan in the nose, dude. Like 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 like, like Obi Wan assessed that like his mechanical parts like help him in a certain way and he was bashing it himself to like I, I, oh I, I thought that was some people had a problem with that I was like no 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 like Obi-Wan is a fucking Jedi master and he is a general he assessed that those mechanical things were helping him so of course he would do whatever he can even, even just punching it straight up to defeat Sm- his foe. And smashing I thought that was it with the back of the lightsaber. I thought, I thought that was smart. I thought that was a great way to do that. People had you know some problems with that. I was like, no, he would. Yeah, that, 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 that seemed to track. So, I think the fight, overall, I think yeah. the fight's great. I think it's great. Yeah. So, so, good, so my great. whole point was is that like we can continue making great stars and better stars from things that we learn. Look at like the stuff that John Favre and Dave Filoni are putting out. I'm looking forward to the Ahsoka series because Dave Filoni has great live action uh, episodes of, of Mando. Yeah. Like they're spectacular. I mean, even when he first showed Ahsoka live action, that episode was great. He drew from the cowboy and the samurai movies, the serials that George Lucas drew Star Wars from, and yeah. there were phenomenal scenes. I mean, even even the last battle with Ahsoka and the uh, and the lady who ran the place, it, it was like a samurai scene. You know, like yeah. he's like this. Like George would love this, and he did. He was on set. He was on set for that. He ain't on set for any of this other shit. <laughs> George doesn't give a shit. You know, like, no, he doesn't, but he was on set for that stuff. He shows, though. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so people were just like, yeah, but, you know, oh, there's some campy. I mean, the Star Wars is some campy, crappy stuff. So, oh, that, that clock was fine. No, they've, we've, we've, a certain creators have shown that they can advance Star Wars with beautiful scenery, great writing. I mean, if we don't have John Favre and Dave Filoni, we get 
like this in my in my yeah. opinion mediocre Star Wars. I mean, uh, I don't I don't think I I don't think that you have to necessarily do something just because it's expected. Like, imagine yeah. if the first scene of Obi Wan season two is Qui Gon. That would blow in people's fucking minds. Yeah. It's like, oh, he didn't show up. Maybe he'll show up and see. I don't know. You know, Liam Neeson, like, maybe he's outgrown it. He hasn't touched Star Wars since 1999. Yeah. You know, he's come back for a voice or two, I think maybe once, but, you know, I, I don't fucking know. Which, I, I don't which, know. Which is, which is probably where it's been, too. He hasn't been back here live action since, like, 99, and they're just like, oh, hey, didn't quite see you there. <laughs> I'm like, I think it's it's funny and glib. Uh, it, it doesn't bother me. Um, well, it, it bothers you know. me because he's like one of my favorite top Star Wars characters right. of all and, time. And so, we'll, you know, if there's more, we'll probably see more of him. So you don't yeah. have to worry about that. Chris, uh, there's rumors they have not announced it. Um, there were rumors that they were going to announce a possible season two at the finale, maybe even in the Chris, like they did with Loki. Um, but mm. we haven't heard anything concrete yet. Nothing on StarWars.com, nothing from their uh, social media yet. Uh, do you either... Do, do you want a season two for Star Wars Obi-Wan Kenobi? Do you think it needs a season two? No. No and no. I don't want a season two. I don't think it needs one. Uh, I, we're we're fine. We're fine where we are. I, if there's anything, I, because the, the Reva stuff was kind of so uh, just abstract at the end there, I feel like we're probably going to see her come back in some capacity, but I don't think we're going to, I don't think, and I don't necessarily want a full on Kenobi show. Um, I, again, that being said, I said already, the show was fine. It was good. Six, seven out of 10. It's a, it's a fun watch. It gives us more Ewan McGregor's Obi-Wan Kenobi, but great. Um, but do I want to see more of it? No. Again, cause the stakes are, the stakes are just weird. Um, so why would we push something even further when it already was like a little unnecessary that it happened in the first place? Yeah. There, there, there are people who want a season two and I'm just like, it's called star Wars, a new hope. Yeah. What do you want to happen? Like what, honestly, what do you want to happen in the middle of it? Because you don't, there is, cannot be another Anakin Kenobi fight. Um, If you want to give me Anakin, uh, I'm sorry, Kenobi, like fending, Tatooine from Tuscan Raiders or something like that. Like, all right, fine. But do I need six episodes of that? No. <laughs> no, abs- absolutely not. It's, it's especially when you know Palpatine, uh, you know Darth Sidious, kind of just told Vader not to go after Kenobi because of reasons. He's like, hmm, it seems like you're still up on your old master, and he's just like, what? No, you're my only master. I'm good now. I'm like, what? That's why Fun. he doesn't just continue to go after. Okay, no, whatever, what, whatever. Okay. Sorry, Dad. Yeah, whatever. All right, guys, that's all <laughs> the time we have for this episode. What did everyone think of Star Wars Obi-Wan Kenobi as a whole? And what did you think of the finale? Comment below and let us know. We'll see you guys later. We'll see you another time.